Today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five table service restaurants at Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 62, where we discuss the top five table service restaurants at Walt Disney World. This is definitely more my lane, so I appreciate the fact that you're letting us do this show, Rob. <laughs> well, I mean... We did we did to, a counter service. Right. And, and to be fair, you, you had to help remind me which restaurants, because <laughs> I, I came up with five table service restaurants, yeah. and, I was like, and then you're second. like, hold on, you got this and this and that, and I go, ah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely Nick's forte, and he'll probably elaborate a little bit more than me, and it's fine, it's all good. Um, I enjoy table service, I'm not anti in any way, he just, that's this is Nick's thing, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, vacations for me and my family. Um, are generally centered around food and drink and just having a good time. And, you know, um, really, I, I even even like celebrations at our house are, are about the food and the people coming together around food. So for me, a table service restaurant is something we enjoy. And I totally get people who don't enjoy it. Um, so what, what else we got this week, Rob? Um, we have a couple things. Um, first thing is, if I would like, if would you mention the graphic novel oh sure can, I can you talk- start with that sure and then after that we have some hate mail oh no really so, yeah just a little yeah so let's start with the, okay. the positive so, let's start with the graphic so novel this is a um one a friend of the show is an author of a graphic novel it's a comedy graphic novel um called the chocolatiers it's a 96 page graphic novel um, you can get it at uh, chocolatiers.com. But is it scratch wanna... and sniff? <laughs> it is not, but I'll bet you I'm going <laughs> to. I bet that he will probably, now that he hears that, will think, hmm, maybe I should make a scratch and sniff version. Yeah. Um, so I'll just give you the quick synopsis here. Uh, craving to have his music heard, dollar store clerk Gilby Moss seizes a shot to join a boy band and a special ops strike force unit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny already. Yeah, but when the ba- when the band becomes the toast of the town, the fast food manager from Gilby's Pass is now the one craving to bring everything crashing down. That's funny. Um, it, <laughs> it, it, so, uh, Bill Oakley, who is a longtime show writer and showrunner for The Simpsons, said it's a funny and well well told story, and that it's one of the best graphic novels that he's read in a long, long time. How, the guy from The Simpsons is into this. Yeah. Bill, wow, that's yeah. amazing. It is. It is. Um I so I've known the author for a long time. His his name is Frank Valenti. Uh great guy. Great guy. Uh really funny, but like low key funny. Like you don't you know, it's it's very graphic novel funny, you know what I mean? Like Does he draw it too? Yes. He's a graphic designer wow. too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's that's legit. Cool. Yeah. So you, if you go to chocolatiers.com, that's C H O C O L A T E E R-S. I think I put an extra E in there. Let me do that again. C-H- <laughs> C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E-E-R-S.com. Yeah, that so right. not, not the French spelling with the I-E-R-S. Um, you can also check them out on Instagram they, and Twitter, but uh, that's Instagram.com slash The Chocolatiers and Twitter.com slash Chocolatiers1. So that implies that somebody else has chocolatiers. Maybe and, they're and, an actual chocolatier. Yeah, and poor Frank had to pick chocolatiers one. Okay. But uh, I shouldn't say Twitter. It's X, formerly known as Twitter. But I got to tell you, I am not through the whole book yet, um, but it is, it's pretty funny. Is it all ages, or is it something like your son can read, um, or what do you think? I, I think it depends. I don't, I don't know that everybody would get all the humor. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it. It's hilarious, so it really is, and it's very Simpsons esque. I would I would describe it as a graphic novel version between mix between Simpsons and possibly Seinfeld. It's like comedy oh. about nothing. You know what I mean? Where yeah. some, it's like an offhanded comment, and you're like, "Wait, what? Cool, that's kind of funny." So check it out. I really think you guys would enjoy it. So this week we got some hate mail. What? We got hate mail this week. We Did it a, come through the mail? No, or email no. This or? was um, this was through a direct message. Oh, so no. this is from. 
a longtime listener who we know listens to every episode. Okay. This is Mark M. Oh, no. I made him mad. So Mark M. was very disappointed in you specifically <laughs> because he listened to our last episode, which was Places to Relax. Oh, no. And I know where this is going. Yeah. He was upset that the gardens in the UK pavilion, which he says you talk about all the time, was not even in your top five. He was very upset. So let me let me defend myself and sure. then I will let you go ahead and sure. tell me all the nasty things that Mark M had to say about me. Sure. My def- in my defense, the resting places I picked had more to do with one of two things being available. Air conditioning slash like breeze and like you know cooling you off yep and or food and beverage okay okay so when you go there i guess technically i could go to rosen crown pub and then walk across the the way into the garden that's true and then yeah, i would have my across. beverage yeah. i don't disagree however i i don't i guess i don't have a defense of myself other than to say <laughs> Other than to say it was on my honorable mentions, and I think the other ones are better spots to take a break. So since we also encourage our listeners to do their own top five, I think Mark M. was listening to our advice, and Mark M. sent us in his own top five. Okay. This is Mark break. top five things Nick talks about on the Diz list. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear it. So our regular listeners, get ready to laugh. Number five, Hollywood studios being too hot. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. I agree. Number four, places to get good alcohol. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Number three, fancy restaurants. I mean, I do. And and it's perfect for this episode. Talking about that today. Number two, entitled people. Oh, I (laughs) That's number two. I I don't know if I would put that higher than... Uh, yeah, it's, on, it's definitely in the top five. Yeah. And then his number one, Nick's best spot to relax, the gardens in the UK. Pavilion. Oh, come on. I don't. Okay, look. So that's I... why he was upset. There's there's top five. So, well, to be fair, Mark M, send in top five things Rob always talks about. Yeah. Don't leave me out of this. I need some razzing too. Come on. That was. Um... So I'm sorry if I disappointed our fan base <laughs> that I didn't pick you, you, the well, England Pavilion. It was, it was in your honorable my, mention. It was on my honorable mention. I contend that number one has to be resort. And sure. I will also say Me too. that I can sit longer at Dawa Bar and Baseline Tap House and feel relaxed for longer there. I think then the fact that I threw in a, the longer rides... Yeah. was one that I said was super uh, valuable because you're getting a ride done, but you're also relaxing. So you're kind of... For kill- 20 minutes. You're killing two birds with one stone. And then the only one that I think possibly could have been flipped out is rela- taking a break on Walt Disney Transportation. And I could have flipped that, which was my number five. So Now, are you making a change here? Is this No, a- I'm telling you. That still- is my... That is, okay, that you're is still my locked just- in. That is my justification. Gotcha. That like the only one I could have flipped out would have been my number five, and so that means that the highest it would have been was number five anyway, and it was number six. So like, sorry, Mark. I know I disappointed you. However, I can justify it. Okay, that's fair. All right. Um, <laughs> so we have another couple of new patreons. At least we, one. We have a new patron, and they when they signed up, they did not sign up with their name. Okay. So I'm not going to read their name. I, I have their name, but I'm guessing that when you sign up, if that's the username you want to use, that's the name I'm going to reference in our little um, uh, th- shout out, if you will. Sure. So user book pusher. Oh, maybe okay. they're a librarian. Maybe. I don't or know. Maybe they work at a bookstore. But um, thank you so much for signing up. So this week's episode is brought to you by our newest patron, Book Pusher. And. I will also say they gave us a couple cool little ideas really? for possible shows. Oh, you haven't told me this yet. Yeah, I I think they're going to lend themselves more to patron shows, which means Sweet. you'll have to go over to Patreon to check them out. Yeah. But uh, if you're wondering what this whole Patreon thing is, if you go to www.patreon.com slash pod, you can sign up for about the cost of a cup of coffee a month. And you get early access to all of our new episodes, and you gain access to 
our back catalog and future catalog of mini episodes where we we talk about stuff that's not necessarily a list. Sometimes it's a list. Sometimes it's like right now our newest thing that we're doing. The triple F. Yeah, the triple F is the favorite fix or flatten where we pick randomly, have a random generator choose three attractions at a park, and then we decide which um, which one is our favorite out of those three, which one we would fix, and which one we would flatten. We've got... We've had a couple really interesting ones come out of that. We've had a lot of good feedback. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, too. It is a lot of fun, but that's that's an example of something we do in our in our Patreon minis. Patreon and, exclusive. And you can do that by going, again, to www.patreon.com slash Pod. I just wanted to thank all of our patrons, but especially this week, our newest patron, Book Pusher, over on Patreon. Thank you very much. We'll see you after this. Welcome back. Today we're going to count down the top five table service restaurants at Walt Disney World. Um, like I said in the opening, this is certainly more my jam. But that's not to say that Rob doesn't have experience because he does have experience. Yeah, and, and I he, have some favorites. And, yeah. and he brings a very unique look at it because of, one, he's typically a quick service person. Yep. And two, with his family's allergy needs, I think that that's a huge part of, of what, you know, I think that's probably why you eat, you lend or lean toward quick service more often, right? We learn. Uh, on, <laughs> the truth is, yeah, we are very thrifty. My my okay. wife likes to save a buck. Okay, I mean, I don't. <laughs> so I, that's that's the truth. But don't get me wrong. She we enjoyed our last trip. She was fine with spending the money. We looked at it when we went on the trip with with your family as. This is a special, exciting thing. Right. So if we're spending a little extra on food, it's about the experience. And I, I've said this before on the show. I contend that in the end, you end up not spending as large a gap as you expect. What I mean by that is this. If you are buying a $15 quick service meal at lunch and a $15 quick service meal at dinner, if you trade that out for a $5 snack... And a thirty-five dollar dinner, you're only because you're because the reality is the portions are usually huge at Disney, yeah, at most right. places, or or vice versa, thirty-five dollar lunch and a five. You know, if you if you switch that out, you end up with a ten dollar gap per person. Now, some of the restaurants are not that price. Some of the restaurants are certainly more expensive. Correct, but I do understand the idea of the you know the thriftiness, and I also understand. The, the quick, right? You don't, maybe you don't want to sit down for an hour and a half. We use it as a part of our strategy to, you know, take a break. Yep. Um, this last trip, we used it more as like closing off the day. Um, and we, we were a little less, we were a little looser this year. We didn't have as many reservations. And so we were able to pick some stuff up uh, kind of on the fly. So that was interesting too. The first few years going with our family, it was, we were marathoners. So we would go yeah. from open to close and we would just try to bang out quick service food as fast as we could so we can get on every ride. I mean, there were a couple of years where I made it my goal to, to hit every single ride in Magic Kingdom and every you know attraction and show. And I think we were close a couple of times. We've, we've never achieved it, uh, but um, we were uh, someday, right? Yeah. Um, but that was kind of part of the plan. You know, is just eat fast. But we have kind of leaned a little bit more towards your mindset where if we go into a, a table service or just sitting down, it's a chance to relax and cool off. So sometimes it's worth that extra money in the middle of the day for a lunch, like you said, to go in and sit in the air conditioning and recharge your batteries. And there, I mean, there are plenty of places where you can, you know, I'm thinking of like Tiffin's Lounge or I'm thinking of... Um the which is Nomad Lounge. I don't know why I call it Tiffin's Lounge, but the lounge outside of Tiffin's, um, or even going into a couple of the restaurants that are on my list and just ordering appetizers, you can save a buck and you're definitely getting a decent amount of food. Yep. Um, I know there's a restaurant on. I'm I'm assuming that there's a certain restaurant on your list. I don't know for a fact, but I know how much you've talked about it in the past. That I really enjoy the lounge that's there for the for the cheap cost, and that's a place that. I would still yeah. consider a lounge to be table service, but yeah, it's on my list. Anywho, uh, why don't we go ahead and get started? Um, my number five is one that I have kind of heard about it for years and years, and it was something I always wanted to do, 
but we never really pulled the trigger to actually go to this place. This particular restaurant is located in one of the resorts, um, kind of in the Epcot area. And this place is known for having a very, very famous, maybe one of the most famous, I I was guess, food items in all of Disney World, and that is the kitchen sink, which is located in Beaches and Cream. So Beaches and Cream is it's kind of a diner slash ice cream I joint, would, right? It's exactly kind of like a classic diner. It, yeah, drive-in almost. Yeah, and it is it is right next to um, Stormalong Bay. Is that the name of the pool there? Yeah, absolutely. And that is in the Yacht and Beach Club Resort, which Nick stayed at and knows a ton about. But I think, I think you had stayed there, and our trip, this is not our same trip where we went together. You had been there before I had stayed there. Uh, oh really? Yeah. We went to Beaches and Cream first. Correct. Before okay. Yep. So we uh, we went to Beaches and Cream as kind of a dinner slash dessert mm-hmm. because when we ate there, I mean it's it's an enormous amount of ice cream. Yeah. And my only real short story, and you you have a fun one. I don't know if it's on your list or not, but if it's not, I want you to add in your okay. story with yep. your son here. So when my son ordered his ice cream, he got I think it was orange sherbet or something, and they brought it out and it was in giant portion. And they, they put it in front of him, and he started eating, and we were all eating our ice creams, and um, nothing specific. We didn't get the kitchen sink. The hard thing is those kitchen sinks, first of all, it's a ton, and I don't think I, we'd be able to finish it. It's and, ridiculous. And it has, like, brownie and some some gluten content, which I'm sure we could have removed. So could we get that at some point? Sure, but we didn't. We all kind of got our favorite ice cream. And my son is sitting there, and the waiter, who's really good, he was really funny, the waiter comes out and has a second full giant ice cream and gives it to my son. And he looks up with big eyes and looks at him and, and says, uh, and the waiter goes, yeah, they goofed up in the kitchen. They gave you two. Here you go. <laughs> and he was like, wow. And I think we all kind of like ate a little bit off of that one. But I would say by the time we were done, we were lucky if half of all of it was eaten. Oh, it, it was so much food. Portions there are really big for both their desserts and their meals. Yeah, um, but we had it as like a meal too, and we really only because I think we had like a snack for dinner because we knew we were going there and we knew the food was going to be so big for yeah. this ice cream and yeah. still half. So my stories, I've got a couple there. One is, um, they brought out like a serving spoon that you would serve like potato salad with. <laughs> At a picnic yeah. for my daughter to eat her ice cream. Probably the size of her head. It she was, We have a picture of her holding it up next to her head, and it's like <laughs> almost covering her face. Um, and then they brought out a, a sundae made of chili for my son as a joke. That sounds good. I would have eaten it except for there was a dollop of like whipped cream on the top. They clearly had just taken like the last of, the, of a pan of chili and like put a scoop in there. <laughs> With like saltine crackers where they would normally have like for a cone or like the cookie shards. That's it funny. was pretty funny. It disgusted my son. <laughs> but but yeah, the food there is very reminiscent of like an old school diner or drive-in. Yeah. It's not on my list. Um, not because it's not good, because it is. Some yeah, of the, We had a lot of fun. Some, the servers there know what's up. They're they are, awesome. They're so much fun. So I, look, the, the reality that I believe happens at, Walt Disney World is you work your way up to certain places and those and like the good people, you know, end up getting transferred to better restaurants until yeah, they get one to, of them until they get to a place where they're like, this is where I want to stay. Yeah. And Beaches and Cream is be, even though it's not super pricey, um, my guess is that they get all they're constantly busy. And so tip wise, it's probably a good place to work. Yep. So I don't think people want to leave. It's a great location, like you say, right off of Stormalong Bay. It's easy to um, get to from Epcot. Yeah, it's it since they've expanded it. So they went in and they kind of uh, refurbed it. Um, I think you were there just shortly after it reopened, I believe. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Well, I don't know what it was like before, but it was very big. Yeah, there's plenty of seating. So, so they had taken up like the arcade or part of the arcade that was over at the Beach Club and Yacht Club. Anyway, it it's a great time. It is decent uh, as far as like for food, what you're looking for. It's not, you're not going to leave there and be like, that was the best table service meal I've ever had. But you'll probably walk away and be like, that was some of the best service I've ever had. And, and it's fun. And the ice cream is really top notch. Oh, definitely. Actually. It really is. And and they're creative and it's, 
You can't eat it all. Like it's no. ridiculous the size of those Sundays. Only other thing I'll mention before we move on to your number five is yep. when we were there, we we had a reservation. There were a lot of people who were while we were kind of waiting for our table to open up, people who came in and just went to go walk in, and the cast member at the door said, "You know, do do you have a reservation?" And people were like upset because um, you know you think it's an ice cream place, you just go and go and get some ice cream. But um, so tip to listeners if you haven't been there before. Uh, make sure you get a, a reservation. Yeah, I think there used to be an ice cream window, and there might even be now, but I don't. I know there wasn't last time I was when I was there. There wasn't, but like, so if you're thinking of just getting the ice cream, you might be out of luck. I'm I'm sorry. Um, my number five is one that probably made your list, but but you know we're not gonna. Um, I'm certainly not going to to steal your thunder, uh, but it's Skipper's Canteen. For my money, that place is awesome. Skipper Canteen is the um, the best in park dining, I think. That includes going up against uh, Tiffins, which is a signature restaurant. That includes going up against um, Hollywood Brown Derby, which is a signature restaurant. I like Jungle Skippers better, and here's why: the Magic Kingdom does not have very good food options. Yeah, in my opinion. Not for, especially not for table service. Yeah. Um, I think the character um, inside of the room is really cool. I think the, so I guess theming. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the the cast that works there is funny, but not, they're not ridiculous, like, shtick type stuff. Right? Well, they, it's it's one of a few different places on property where they're essentially actors right. as and, your service. I mean, they're, 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 they're in Flows, probably. That's the, is it Flows the name of the place in Hollywood Studios? No, where uh, they have prime the, time, 50s prime time. Right, 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 right. That's um, it. So prime like time they, cafe where they're grumpy and yeah. so on they, purpose, yeah. They, they will do stuff when they're bringing you to your table. Um, you know, like, oh, is it the first time you dine with us? No. Oh, it's not? Wow, you came back, you know stuff like that. <laughs> right. You know they're 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 jungle skippers, but they're waiters and hostesses with a jungle skipper idea, right? Yeah. So they're as if they're on the boat, but they're not quite dad joke the whole time. Yeah, when they're um, taking your order, and and generally they they'll kind of tone it down a little. And bit. there's there's two rooms, and one's a special room, and one's just a dining room. And the special room is the SEA room, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Yep, and I have never not sat in there. I don't know what it is. This last trip, we went, and we wasn't even on our plans to go. We had park hoppers. We had just come back from Animal Kingdom, I want to say. We were hungry. We didn't really want to eat the quick service at Contemporary because, uh, spoiler alert, it would not make any list on anything I ever do, <laughs> unless that list started with worst. Um, so we didn't really want any of the, the Contempo Cafe stuff. So we were like, huh. Hey, why don't we? Why don't we see if there's a reservation over at Skipper's? There were, there, there was. We went in. We got the butterfly table, which for those of you who don't know, that's look up, the table. Look up. It's like getting the boat at the boathouse. Yep. Um. So check that table out. It was pretty cool. Um. The food there is good. I was just gonna tell you that anytime you go, if you can get like the the like anything that's Thai flavored type stuff there, or curry, you're gonna love it. Um. So go check that out. Um. They've got Dan Dan noodles, which are good. The desserts are decent. They've got some some drinks that are that are kind of like named for stuff in the you know in the jungle. But they've also got a beer that is uh, uh, so they've got like the Kungaloosh, I think it's called. Um, <laughs> that is a great name. No, Kung- that's a dessert, Kungaloosh. Uh, <laughs> what a great name! I'm looking at the menu right now, trying to. No, it is Kungaloosh spiced excursion ale, but it's also a dessert. Um, and that's that's a really good uh, drink that was actually brewed just for Walt Disney World. So there's some cool stuff to do or to eat there, um, but I have a suspicion we might talk about this again later. So I'm going to stop now and t- turn it over to Rob for mm-hmm. his number four. Yeah, my my number four is not a place I would ever really think to go until I found out that the lounge connected to this particular place has gluten free churros. Oh yeah. Are we matching up here? No, we're not. No, okay. we're not, but but that's yeah. that's I so, know exactly where you're at. Churros, um, if you don't know, churros is kind of like a um a cinnamon and sugar log. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe <laughs> that it. That sounded so unappetizing. Right. Uh, but you know, you can buy them around the park everywhere, but there's one place on property where you can get them gluten free, and that's the Nomad Lounge. 
which is in Animal Kingdom. And if you are in Animal Kingdom and you go left and you go start to go over to uh, the Avatar area over there, before you get to the bridge that takes you over to Pandora, there is kind of an you, – you'd walk right by it if you didn't know that it was there. But it's a beautiful location because mm-hmm. it's right on the river. And you walk in, and the front part of this restaurant is called the Nomad Lounge. It's kind of a bar, and you can get, uh, you know, like the GF churros and stuff like that. And then when you're there for your reservation, they take you through, and then you go into this back room. And it is, like, super classy back there. It's really, really nice. It is. You go into the back room, and that back there is called Tiffin's. So that's an entirely separate restaurant, which was great. And... Um, different members in our family got th- different things we tried and passed it back and forth. I got the plant-based tacos. Anything that's kind of taco-related, I really like. It was but excellent. The fact that you got plant-based tacos and you enjoyed them as a meat eater mm-hmm. says everything you need to know about how good they were. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I, I'll be honest. I probably could. Uh, they gave me two or three of them. I, with me and tacos, I can sit down and put away eight of them at a time. So it, it was good for, like, lunch. But definitely didn't fill me up. But the taste, that's what it was about. So I ate them slowly because the taste was incredible. And, I mean, you and your son know spices really well. And you guys were really – I remember at the time you were were saying, I think it has this and that. And you and and your son knew kind of what spices they used in that that particular dish. And it was – I'm trying to remember specifically what country – that those spices were native to. Is it Kenya, maybe? Probably. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what you told me at the time, but um, those African spices were great. I mean, it's, I guess it's similar to Mexican food. It has that that heat and warmth to it, but it, it's... It's a different kind of warming. Right. It's kind of like if you are into curry and, and the different sort of Indian spices. Yes, yes. It's, it's its own thing, which is fantastic. And as I ate them, I go, how is this not more of a thing, you know, and kind of the northeast where we are how is there not more restaurants that that have this yeah fla- it was so good the f- so there, flavorful so there are amazing. a few restaurants that have that kind of flavor or that kind of spice and characteristic to it in like the bigger cities mm-hmm. like i don't mean bigger cities because rochester and buffalo aren't big cities but not in our small town yeah right right um but they're small little little places you're like Do I, am i going in this place but because it just looks from the outside like it's a hole in the wall yeah because it is and it's it's some Ethiopian mom who opened up her, you know, her restaurant and to support it's her family. And it's amazing. Food. Yeah, like I can think of a couple places in Rochester. I'll have to tell yeah. you about. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, Tiffin's is great. Yeah, it was great. That's my number four. So I guess it's it's double. It's Tiffin's and Nomad Nomad Lounge yeah. for the gluten free churros. I think that's a fair thing to do. Which yeah. is to they're just connected. Kinda, I would count it as one. I don't blame you. And yeah. Tiffin's actually would be on my honorable mention. Is not my top five. Yeah, but it you know it was good and. I think the lounge brings it the fact that the lounge is there as an option brings it up a notch. So the view why. is amazing too. Oh like, yeah. Because the the windows open out to just trees and the the river is right there and yeah. the boats go by with Pocahontas or whoever the whoever's on there, yeah. Donald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you have for four? So my number four is Citrico's. Now I know so I'm gonna I'm going to I'm just gonna kind of expo- explain. I know that on a recent episode I talked about on my recap episode about how I raved about Citrico's and I raved about another place. Um, Where is it? Uh, it's in at Grand Floridian, and I know that I raved about them and, and said how amazing they were. I am now far enough removed from my trip that I can eliminate the recency bias that I was having. That's fair, and I don't think it rises to the level that I had ranked it at. It doesn't supplant a couple of the restaurants that are above this. It is really, really good. Okay, top five, and I think it would be in my. It's gonna be hard to knock this out of my top five. So I'll just give you some ideas of some of the stuff we had there. My son, yes, my son ordered for his appetizer to split with me. Not surprised. He is a food guy. He, he ordered to split this appetizer with me the smoked duck breast, which is smoked duck breast with fresh tagliatelle pasta. A celeriac puree, which is a what, basically like a celery root puree, and duck confit. So it's smoked duck breast and duck confit plus the tagliatelle. This thing came out, and I'm like, "That's our appetizer." There and were three words you just said I've never heard in my life. 
Which stuff? Can you pick? <laughs> I'm going to say tagliatelle. Correct. Celeriac. Yep. And confit. Never heard those words okay. ever. So duck confit. I don't is just, watch a lot of cooking shows. Right. Duck confit is just duck that's been cooked in its own. It's been poached in its own fat. Okay. So you can imagine how rich and decadent it is. It is phenomenal. Imagine pulled pork that instead of being smoked was just roasting in pork fat. It's yep. it is very decadent. The you only- don't you don't get a big huge like scoop of it. Okay. It is that was shredded into the sauce that it was with the tagliatelle. The only cooking which is all kind of pa- pasta. The only cooking show I ever watch is Maddie Matheson on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Who I met once, by the way. I'll have to tell you yeah, that story. Yeah, time. he he would know what duck confit is. I'm sure so, he would. <laughs> um, so the smoked duck, it came out and it was a, it was a massive portion, um, and I was like, I can't believe this is our appetizer. And then I realized I made a mistake because I said our appetizer. And Uh-oh. I got to Your have- Your son was not happy I had hour? I had a bite. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, you ordered like a huge meal. And trust me when I say we did not bring home a box of his food. Yeah, and your son is, is, not is a, a little guy. <laughs> he's not like, a big he's, dude. He's an average-sized kid. I mean, and, he's, yeah, he's and a little he, bit taller for his age group. Yeah, but, but like, he can put away food. It's awesome. Yeah, especially if he likes it. Um, yeah. So we had that on the table. Um, we had the strawberry salad at the table. I did not try- the strawberry salad, my wife loved it. Uh, my daughter liked it, didn't love it, but I think that's because it had frise in it. And frise as a as a green is kind of a little bit. The texture can be different for a kid. I don't know if you've ever had frise. No, but it's, I've actually heard that before. Okay, it's it's just a little bit more um, strong. I would say when you bite into it, it feels like you're eating an actual leaf. Oh, um, and then for mains at our table, my son got the oak grilled. Uh, the oak grilled filet mignon, which came with potato puree, broccolini, cipollini, bordelaise. That's that's what I would order if I was. And there. so that the, sounds fantastic. The guy who was our waiter looked at him and then looked at the table next to us and goes, "Just so you know, that's what you're getting." And my son was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bring it on." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> like what twelve year old doesn't eat that much? <laughs> um, my wife got the roulade of chicken. Which she said might be the best chicken she's ever had. Really? Which hurt my feelings a little bit, but it is what it is. I know. Um, but she, I, I'm convinced what they did is they took and pounded out a chicken breast, put a chicken thigh in there, rolled it up, and then sous vide cooked it and then seared it. Um, and it was, it. I didn't have any of the, I, I think I had a bite of the chicken, which was phenomenal. I didn't get to have much because she definitely ate all of that. And that's fine. Um, so for myself, I had uh, the... Um, the prime rib, or not prime rib, the prime New York strip there, which was phenomenal. Um, and then my daughter had, I think she had the kids sirloin steak. I can't remember off the top wow. of my head, but I think she did. Uh, and the kids sirloin steak was cooked really nicely. It was tender. Um, sometimes sirloin can be tough. It, I mean, she cut it with a butter knife. It was really good. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, we did not get any of the add-ons only because, like, it was starting to get, like, a lot of food. Yeah. I had wanted to get the truffled mac and cheese, uh, but it's just we had so much. Um, drinks there were really good. I was just going to ask that. Any special yeah. drinks exclusive? Yeah, I had a really phenomenal um, drink that was uh, – let me try to see if I can find the name of it. It was the 1806 Old Fashioned, which has Whistle Pig Rye, which is phenomenal rye whiskey. Whistle Pig Rye. Yeah, it's out of Vermont. Um, But then they sprayed a spritz of um, mezcal on top. And if you've ever had mezcal, it's like a smoky version of a tequila. Yeah. And so it it gave it a very smoky taste. That was really good. Um, And my wife had some really nice, really nice wine. Like, really nice wine. So um, it was a nice... uh, Chardonnay that she had, but it was phenomenal. That's my number four. Really good place to eat. Um, atmosphere is good right now. You can't see out of the windows because they're doing all the construction at Grand Floridian, so they have like oh they have them, okay, so they have them frosted. But you know, it is what it is. This is another one with a lounge where you can get a lot of the menu over there if you wanted to. Uh, if you go to the lounge, and this is right over in the Grand Floridian. Great place to go. Now, as you were talking about specialty drinks, oh, I found it. Okay, good. Uh, I'm doing a little quick research before I get to my number three. So my number three you talked about already, and I absolutely love this place, and it's Skipper Canteen. I don't blame you. So uh, I'll start with the specialty drink. So when I asked you about the drinks, it reminded me that when we went there together, our kids, I think both of our daughters. Yes. No, my son got one too, I, I think. I think so. It was the Enchanted Orange Dream. Yep. So that was a special drink they got. And it's Dole Whip, 
um, orange, orange Dole Whip, blended with vanilla soft serve and served with orange candy around the rim. Yeah. And they loved it. Yeah. I think, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure my daughter got it again this year. Really? But she loves that drink. It's, it is, a, it's like a, it's like a liquid version of a creamsicle. Yeah. It's phenomenal. The, it yeah, really the kids, is. The kids loved it. Yeah. Um, now I got a little bit of a sad report here. So I went on and when, oh. when I said my, you know what I'm going to say I know here, exactly I'm, you... I'm bummed. So Skipper Canteen, I love, and we've been there two or three times and Every time I go, I mean, there's this awesome dish there. Yep. It's the spicy Thai noodles. Yep. So the spicy Thai noodles, I love because they're these rice-based noodles. You know, they're really, um, they're, it's kind of like a, uh, what is it, fettuccines. They're really wide noodles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it's a similar, it's but they're simil- thinner. They're flat and they're thinner. Right. They're almost yeah. like translucent. They're, I mean, they're Thai noodles. I don't know how to describe right. it. Uh, so I used to get that every time. Yeah, loved it. Me too. My, and my my wife got she got like the chicken dish. The can't or can't believe it's chicken. because yeah. it is or yeah. something yeah. similar. It's I can't of, believe this. It, it tastes just it tastes like, like chicken because it is because it is. Yeah. So they they have funny names. So I got the spicy Thai noodles. Loved it. Um, it was a pretty good portion. And then the time we went with you guys, I got it again, smaller portion. And I'm a big boy. I need a good amount of food. So it definitely was a smaller portion the second time. I'm positive. So now I went online to look it up. Yeah, good luck. And it's not on the menu anymore. It is not. I was disappointed too. So they replaced it. And you mentioned it earlier, the Dan Dan noodles, which are similar to like a lo mein style noodle. Yeah. Which is probably a similar sauce, if not the same sauce. It is not as spicy. Did you have it last time? That is what I had. Okay. Talk about that. It was good. It was. It was not. I wasn't the Thai noodles. Right. I was. I was um, hoping it'd be closer. Maybe it'll it, come back. It I don't wasn't know. as close to the Thai noodles as I wanted, but it was a very good, very good dish. Right. I. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. The the Dan Dan noodles over at the China, not Pavilion, the China booth for this year's Food and Wine Fest. Yep. Are better than than Skipper Canteen's wow. Dan Dan noodles. Yeah. Was, those are really good. That that doesn't take away from the fact that that Skipper Canteen canteen is one of my favorites i probably yeah. should have ordered something different but i was wasn't looking for something huge so that did the, that hit the spot i probably should have gotten the chicken but really good just not the time i wanted those thai noodles i was so disappointed and i'll I probably get down. the chicken next time but i, I don't like, know maybe I, they have an option maybe maybe they have some gluten-free pasta in the back and they could you know yeah i don't i can just tell you right now that when i when, when I sat down, I was like, I don't remember this being the name of the Thai noodles. <laughs> and my wife Why was are like, they round and not like, flat? Yeah, that, that's not the name of the Thai noodles. That's no. why. So, yeah. yeah, they don't have that dish anymore, and it does, that stinks. But yeah. I suspect it'll be back because I think it was very popular. Yeah, it was, yeah. was for me. And, and when my wife tried it, she she wanted <laughs> that. She goes, I wish I would have gotten that. And But her chicken wasn't bad. Yeah. She enjoyed that. She just, she really, she liked yeah. the uh, the spice. Now, have you sat flavor. in the main room? We were in the, we no, not the main room. So the main room when you walk in has like the giant vaulted ceiling. That room I have not eaten in before. And then there's two other rooms. The one you and I sat in together. That's the explorer's room. There's a, th- a third room where we sat the first time, and I think I answered my question. I've only been there twice. So that room is the library. So the first time we were in the library, the second time with you, we were in the Explorer's Room. So, yes. Yeah, that's the only place I've twice. ever eaten there is the Society of Explorers and Ventures. It's a great room. room. And the library was cool, too. It's, you know, another kind of fun environment. And they have jokes that are related to each room. So when we were seated in the library, they said, I forgot what it's my wife's good at remembering all this stuff. They made some joke about the the wall with all the books on it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't want to dwell on something I can't remember. But um, both rooms were great, and then that main room with the really high ceilings. It's so cool in there. I hope we get. I mean, it's louder in there, and my yeah. hearing's not great. So I'm kind of glad I've never I would been like in the there experience because it is louder in there. It it's is echoey and stuff. It is. It's, would... It can get a little annoying, and it's harder for anybody who has hearing issues. Yeah. All right, so that was your number three. Yes, love that place. My number three, we're going to not travel very far. We're just going to exit um, Grand Floridian and walk along the water to Narcoosis. Oh, okay. Um, Narcoosis is kind of like put right out onto the lagoon. It's uh, 
I don't know if it's actually octagonal, but it is definitely a round building that's not round because they have panels on the side that are, sure. you know, certain angles. I can't remember how many sides it is. What is it near? Is it near the pool or? It's out on its own. Like, so it's like. Really? Yeah, it's out toward the, I mean. Okay, if it's hard you to are. Okay, if we're. It's a separate building. If we're in the middle of the water. Middle of the water. And we're looking at the resort. Okay, you're on a boat and you're looking at the resort. Mm-hmm. Would it be to the far right or to the left. I'm picturing far right in my head. In the water, it would be to the right. Okay. That's where I thought. So where the there's like a boat launch. There's like a yes. boat there. Yes. So you you leave the main building. Yep. You walk past the pool and you keep going till you can't go any further cuz you're going to be in the water. Right. And it would be to your left past the pool. If you're coming no. I I'm saying if you're coming from the yes. from the entrance, if you're looking I'm at, changing perspective yeah. if now. If you're looking if you're the looking at the Grand pool Floridian. if you're looking at the pool and you walked to the pool you and would keep hang going. a left. Yep. You hang a left and walk between the buildings all the way to the end of the property. It's right um, there. where the boat launch or where the dock is. So you there must be an incredible view. Describe the view. Absolutely gorgeous. And wow. there's no construction there, so those windows are wide open. Wow. Uh, and there's a huge wraparound veranda that is, you know, when you're done your dinner, you go out and you sit and look. Jeez, and I've got some cool. pictures I took from there's there. There's chairs out there, too? Uh, take that back. There's no chairs on the out. There might be chairs on the when you walk all the way around. Okay. But, like, right out of the entrance, there's not. Um, but it's it's a beautiful spot. Like, Gorgeous. We were we did not end up being there when the fireworks started, but you can see where if we had maybe had our res- reservation a half hour later, we would have been able to see those. I was really there. curious which would rank higher for you, which restaurant at the Grand Floridian. Yeah. So here's my answer. Yeah, Narcusi's had a better atmosphere. I felt it was quieter. I felt the service was more. So Citrico's was um, old. And, st- and that's not the right name, the right thing I want to say. The entire wait staff was older gentlemen, okay? Sure. Whereas the entire wait staff at Narcusi's were younger individuals who maybe were a little bit more, um, I don't want to say hip. That makes me sound so old. But, like, it, it was a different vibe, right? Citrico's felt like going to your local old school um, steakhouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? Like the I do. the waiter comes over and he's like sixty five, been working there forever. Yep. Because it's just such a cool place. And Narcusi's felt more like this is a place that is young and up and coming, even though it's not. But it, that's what it. How would um, you describe the menu there? Seafood forward. So um, we had there was um, what we get? We got uh, some shrimp and grits. I believe we ended up with on the table. I know. Oh no, buttermilk fried calamari. So we had that. And my daughter got that as part of her meal. And I, when I tell you that her meal had as much calamari as the appetizer did, I'm not lying. And it was the best. This is not an exaggeration. It was the best calamari I have ever had in a restaurant. I'm so impressed that your kids would eat that stuff. I mean, it's so, good. They're very adventurous. But, I mean, <laughs> your, your average American kid, <laughs> you tell them you're, you're eating octopus or squid or right, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, it's octopus, right? So I had it's squid. Yeah, squid. Okay, yeah. I was right second time. Um, my son had the dry aged pork ribeye chop, uh, which had a goat cheese pina- potato. Here's here's another word you probably haven't heard: potato pavé. Nope. Don't <laughs> so, know that one either. So think of it as like a scalloped potatoes, but like just one. And it's, so it's like you take one potato, you slice thin, you you layer it, and it's super thinly sliced. Cool. And when you cut through it, it's like a layer cake of potato. It's it's ridiculous. I'm sure good. it's an art piece. With Romano beans and fig jus, he loved it. And it was one of those pork chops when you cut it in, I was like, yep, it was done properly because I am a, I, I don't get pork out because they always screwed up and it's always overcooked. This was not overcooked. Um, I had the surf and turf, which was a filet mignon with a lobster tail, potato mash, rainbow uh, vegetables, and a red wine demi-glace. Uh, that was really, really good. Uh, my daughter had the seasonal fish. I just realized I think I screwed up what I got at the other place. All right, um, no big deal. Uh, and then my wife got a steak, uh, the twelve ounce prime New York strip. Yum. I'm going to be te- be honest with you. That did not live up to 
it's billing. That steak was not at, if that was prime, I question the inspector at the USDA who oh, okay. inspected it. Okay. I think it was choice at best. It was cooked properly and everything. It just was not as tender as a prime New York strip should be. That would be my okay. opinion on it. Um, but it was, everything else was phenomenal. The atmosphere was phenomenal. And even, even though my wife would tell you that her chicken that she had at Citrico's was better than the steak she had at Narcusi's, she would also tell you that Narcusi's was the better restaurant. Okay. Um, she had a really nice wine there. I had, um, a, I had another whiskey drink. I had an old fashioned and a, I think I had a Manhattan there too. Uh, cause I wanted to try their Manhattan. But um, their old-fashioned was better than their, their Manhattan. Um, really great place. Um, atmosphere was good. Kids loved it. Um, it. All in all, I would say that there's a reason it's number three for me. Um, you should check it out. It is very pricey. You're not getting out of there as a family of four for you know under 200 bucks. probably. That's a, that's a real – that would be a low if you're trying to get out of there with your kids or a family of four. But it is worth it. It really is. It was that good. Um, so yeah, Narcusi is number three. I do want to go back and correct myself. If that's okay with you. Yeah. Cause I screwed up and said that I got a steak over at Citrico's and I did not. But now that I think about it, I don't know that the, you got fish. I did, but I don't think the Citric, I don't think it's on the menu right now. Oh, cause I'm looking at it and I don't see it. Wow. That's weird. It was, oh, no, it is now. Okay. Sorry. I guess I was looking at something different. Maybe a lunch menu. I got the domestic golden tile fish, which is, uh, fish, uh, over, a chorizo risotto with Key West pink shrimp and confit tomatoes. So tomatoes cooked in, in olive oil. The really phenomenal. Chorizo that was, sounds good. That was really good. Um, sorry. Anyhow, my number three was Narcusi's. I promise you my, my numbers two and one are not at Grand Floridian. I promise you that. <laughs> I'm moving away from Grand Floridian, even though yeah. they have some phenomenal food there. So. Well, you can probably guess which which two and once you hear what my number two is nick you're you're gonna you're probably laugh at what my number one is but i i love these two places uh number two was one of the best dining experiences i've ever had because it was a show oh yeah and number two is teppanetto or teppanito whichever way you pronounce it i think it's teppanetto i do too and that's I'll, i'll go with that but i've on youtube i've heard it both ways so um you can go either way. So, uh, Teppanetto is a, it's in the Japan pavilion. Yep. And what they do is, um, you know, it's, you get your different chef will come out and they cook for you right on the hot skillet for you. It's and a, it's do, a hibachi. It is. Yeah. It's, um, but these, these chefs are world-class. Yeah. It's and hibachi I've done with hibachi and, yeah. and most of the time I've seen hibachi. It's been really good and fun and entertaining. But the cool thing about it is the reason for me, it is. It's a repeat place because when we sat down, I mean, I thought our chef was awesome and yeah. did a great job. Yeah. But at one point, the group next to us they started jumping up and down and screaming and clapping. Yeah. And we're like, "What is happening over there?" And we look over next to us, and their chef took onions and cut up pieces of onion and arranged them into a Mickey Mouse head. On the yeah. what is it, hot plate? Yeah. What, sometimes what? they'll do. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do a um, uh, Olaf. They'll make a snowman that out of the onions so cool. and put a carrot out of his nose and make him, and then like light the fire underneath him. It it is a repeat performance place. I agree right. with you 100. And you could get a different performance every single time. Yeah. You could get the same chef, and the same chef would do it slightly different. Absolutely. Too. I agree that that's a. I mean, that's a good pick because I'm not on my honorable mention. I'll talk about why it's on my honorable mention later, but like. It's a phenomenal place. I agree, and I love me some shrimp. Now, I'm not really a seafood guy. I don't I don't love um, fish. Not really my favorite flavor, but shrimp we love. Our our family we're we're big shrimp fans. So we got the ebi ebi. Yep. Am I pronouncing that right? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you can basically decide: do you want to do like steak? Do you want to do chicken? Or do you want to do shrimp? And I think everybody in our party chose one of those things. Um, in a minute, you can say what you got because I don't remember what you had. Mm-hmm. But I had shrimp, and it also comes with noodles. So the gluten-free people did a sub. So we um, substitute uh, veggies or rice. But the the flavor, um, 
the the oils that they cook it in. I mean, the the shrimp was ex- it was incredible. I mean, the food tasted so good. Something about the rice was like, you know, how many times have you had rice in your life? Something about it was just fluffy and really flavorful. And like, who the heck recommends rice? It not only was the food great, but the performance was was fantastic, and and I loved it. Look, they and, took that uh, rice straight out of a rice cooker and fried it in front of us. That's why it was that good. Yeah. It was it was phenomenal. It was. I mean, and I, I, I know you like to, and I'll let you tell the story because this is your favorite, one of your favorite stories of uh, the, oh. the the reaction from our sons. So Rob and I <laughs> sat on, if you've never been to a hibachi, it's like a horseshoe around the cooking, we'll call it a cooking plate. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. The, the cooking steel. Basically, it's a giant black stone for those of you who have one of those yeah. in the middle of, of a table. And we're sitting on one end and our sons are on the other end. Directly across from us. and then the- And then when the steam starts shooting out of the volcano and like the looks on our kids' face, our sons were like, "What is going on?" Their eyes were popping out of their yeah. heads. We have a photo of it. It's a great yeah. photo. So, I think probably the thing that made me the happiest about that particular meal, not just that restaurant, but that meal, was that you didn't really have to worry about the gluten stuff. Yeah, and so, we could see so, it right in front of us. So, yeah. Rob's wife and son. Mm-hmm. Sat down. Now, n- the whole family doesn't eat gluten, but Rob's- We're pretty sure our daughter has right, celiac yeah, now, but, too. But, right, but like, the, as far as none of you eat gluten, but those two in particular have like food, it, can, it can't even be in contact. Correct. And so theirs is a lot more severe than anybody else's in your family. Yes. You would agree with that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We came in. We told them that. Okay, cool. We'll cook yours first. And they did. Mm-hmm. With everything gluten-free. And then they did the stuff that might have the gluten on it. Yep. And then, of course, they washed down everything. So now they don't have to worry. If the next person comes in, if the next person comes in, yep. it's gluten-free, no problem. It, I love that place. Me too. I, it's it's, it's awesome. a great place. It is on my honorable mention. And I, I'll tell you why it only made honorable mention for me. Yeah. It only made honorable mention for me because while it's really good, it's not as unique, I think, as the five other ones where I can only get those five yeah. types of food at... I don't argue Disney. that. And I'm um, looking at this. This is some of my favorite food. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. And again, I'm not really a fish fan. So I, as a family, we don't really do. Um, and I know shrimp can be in part of that family. But generally, we don't go to um, like know, seafood. fish, fish yeah. seafood places. Yeah. Right? Right. I had. I, I remember I had the, the steak and scallop combo. That was phenomenal. Oh, the that's, scallops are that's perfect. right. That's right. I the remember scallops now. were perfectly seared. Yep. The the steak was perfectly cooked. I think my daughter had chicken. Um, it, did it you was, get sake to drink? I, I did. I did not. I drank some Sapporo. I don't. Okay. I'm not a big. I can't sake remember fan. what you had. I'm not a big uh, sake fan. Sake. That that's another thing. If you're if you're somebody who doesn't like to go to hibachis because you don't want the pressure of like when they come around and start flipping stuff into your mouth yeah. and start spraying like spraying you in the mouth with the, the sake. That's stuff that like Disney's insurance isn't going to cover. So guess what? <laughs> right. They don't do it. They don't do the the crazy stuff that might put you and make you feel out of place or under pressure. So uh, it's a great place. I I love it. I the only, like I said the only reason it's not on my on my top five is because I can do something very close to that here, albeit not at that level with that level of food. Okay. Yep. So, so for me, Teppanetto is number two. What do you have for number two? Number two for me is the Boathouse over at Disney Springs. Oh, yeah. You love that place. So when I first returned from my last trip, I said, oh, Citrico's Narcoosies, you're above it. You're not. So we had to make sure that we go ahead and and really take away the recency bias. And so I did. I started thinking, okay, it's the Boathouse um, because the Boathouse has to be there because it's the one place that I will argue with my wife every single time. <laughs> If we're going to the Disney Springs, we're going to the boathouse. And so for me, that's why this is number two. Um, I've had um, uh, seafood there with uh, the, they have great oysters there. My son loved the his time or the last thing he ordered there was uh, sliders that were filet mignon sliders that were phenomenal. Um, and it, it's well priced. It is ex- it, it's expensive, but if you get the right things, it can be well priced. It's a great spot. Right on the water, and afterward, you can go jump in your amphicar and take a ride around <laughs> yep. if you wanted to. But the boathouse is a phenomenal place to eat in Disney Springs. Among all the restaurants in Disney Springs, I think this is number one. Wow, 
That's that's huge. Yeah, because there's a lot at Disney Springs, but I think this is the yeah. best restaurant in Disney Springs. Now, we've eaten a lot at Disney Springs, but it's a lot of, I wouldn't call it quick service, but it's a lot of pizza and burger joints and um, you know taco places, yeah. you know, Frontera and stuff like that. And we did eat at Dinosaur one time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ah, T-Rex Cafe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. It's not Dinosaur. Yeah. Also. No, no, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting place. Yeah. Um, my kids liked it when they were younger. Um, my number one is kind of always been our favorite, and it's probably on your honorable mention. I highly doubt that this is your number one. Maybe not even on your honorable mention. My number one is just one of my favorite restaurants to go to. I love the food. I love the resort. My number one is Ohana. I don't blame you. I, I mean, love Ohana so much. We, we've had breakfast there. We've had dinner there. I'll quickly kind of go through it. If you go there for breakfast, especially if you're gluten-free, they'll substitute some things out. They brought us out these. It's not really a gluten-free donut, but it's almost kind of like a uh, pastry, a, a soft, fluffy pastry yeah. with cinnamon and sugar. They'll mm-hmm. sub Mickey, gluten-free Mickey waffle. And then it's potato wedges, bacon, sausage, scrambled eggs. A lot of my favorites. Yeah. So it's we, actually a very good breakfast, oh especially with the characters. It was so good. It was so good. And then for dinner, we, we've told this story a lot on the podcast before, but you and I had Ohana dinner together, had the best table, the best view. And I think that meal, I ate more than I ate in my entire life. I If you've eaten more ever, I don't want to have seen it. So I had... I ate, I ate a plate of shrimp that when you look at the pile of just the shells afterward, the pile of shells was probably like six inches tall. So I think <laughs> if you go to a restaurant that's making like New England clam chowder, trust me, I'll get there on this one. I believe okay, you. They have to make a fish stock and they usually use shells. I think that somebody could have used the 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 shells from your shrimp to make like a 10 gallon batch of fish stock. It so was much. so much shrimp. But then I also ate the beef. The, the beef was so good. And the chicken, the chicken wings were great. It's a different, the obviously sticky, it's not yeah. a Buffalo wing, but um, the noodles we couldn't eat. And that's fine. Uh, the broccolini was great. The rice. I mean, it's, I it's, ate so much. Food. This is so popular for a reason, right? Oh my God. Um, it is on my honorable mention. And the reason it's not in my list is because I like the lounge better mm-hmm. and i like that atmosphere better right what i mean by that is i don't necessarily want the chicken maybe i just want some shrimp mm-hmm. give me a couple skewers of shrimp don't don't charge me the, the all you can eat fee right Let it is it's da- pricey but and i, and, I, I ate <laughs> i ate my money's worth oh you definitely did you ate our table's money's worth of shrimp <laughs> um but you know i would like to just go in there sometimes and just get the pot stickers or just get the noodles yep. and that's why i like the lounge better that's why it doesn't raise to the to my list. You said it's, you could order really pot good. stickers and yep. just grab them to or go. Or noodles, or you can get the pineapple bread pudding, which oh, cool. you didn't talk about because you guys can't have it. Trust yeah. me when I tell you, folks, uh-huh. if you've never been to Ohana, it's the best dessert on property. Or cool. It's one of the best dessert. It might be the best dessert. Certainly wow. the best, certainly the best unique dessert you can get on property. It's really good. Cool. So yeah, that's my number one. Love it. My Ohana number- at, oh, I didn't even tell people. It's at the oh, Polynesian. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting that. Some people are like, okay, yeah, where is that? Yeah. And at breakfast, you get Stitch and Mickey um, walking around in his mm-hmm. Hawaii shirt. Uh, Minnie, is Minnie there? No, Lilo's there. And then at the end, you meet Pluto. We didn't um, get anybody because yeah. when we had breakfast there, it was during COVID. Yep. Yeah. Um, my number one should not be a surprise for anybody. I've eaten breakfast here. I've eaten dinner here. Both meals were fantastic. It is Topolino's over at the Riviera Resort. Yep. Um, my dinner there is still the best dinner I've ever had at a restaurant ever, period, hands down. Doesn't matter if it's Disney or else. Wow. It is that good. I had a phenomenal dinner. And maybe you've had a bad experience there. I did not. Um, breakfast, while the characters were a bit rushed, the food was as good as I've ever had at breakfast in Disney. Um, I think that it's, I think this is more appropriately priced than Cinderella's Royal Table. And the food was better. Um, the view from up there is amazing. My one concern in the morning is if you have your first, if you have the very first reservation, everybody with their first reservation has to wait outside of the, the where the elevators come up, and that room is maybe ten by eight. So you're yeah, packing you like all squeezed in. There. So you got like thirty five people in a ten by eight area. It yeah. was it was a lot. That that annoyed me a little bit because when you go inside, there's a huge waiting area, and I get they're having their pre shift meeting but maybe have your pre-shift meeting 10 minutes earlier yeah open the doors and then start walking people in um but yeah topolino's and the characters are part of that too 
at breakfast. So you get make artist Mickey, artist Mickey, sculptor Donald, poet um, Minnie, and Dan- and dancer, ballet dancer, dancer Daisy. Daisy, cool. Yep. Um, and is that it? Do they do photo so. ops at your table? Yes. Yep. I I did feel it was a little rushed, but I think that's part of like you have the first reservation, so they're trying to get to everybody and get into their their the swing of things. Uh, it was a great great meal um and a great way to kick off a day over in the epcot slash hollywood uh, hollywood studios area uh, and that's amazing because not only are you getting the one of i mean one of the best meals for you it's definitely the best meal on all the property but if you have kids you're also getting the benefit of a character meal and that's that's just at breakfast dinner you don't have that but oh okay but, that's good to know yeah I, dinner, I didn't realize that either yeah dinner dinner is not a character and it's, it's a little bit more it's high a com- class, fancy. It's a complete, yeah, you make sure you're wearing your polo and your your slacks, or sure, or more, or better. Like you should definitely be dressed up for this meal. Okay. Um, and there's a couple places at Grand Floridian where they yeah they won't I wouldn't even let you in without a collar, right? Well, the Victorian Alberts, you need to have a shirt, tie, and a suit coat. Woo. Um, but that's also like, are pre- you ever going to try to go there? Is that on your I list? I mean, it's on my bucket list, but it's like three hundred fifty dollars for a tasting menu. Oh. And that's what that's like what they do. It's a prefix. That doesn't help on a teacher salary. No. And if you want to have the chef's table, then it's like five hundred. And if you want to have a wine pairing with oh it, it gets God. really expensive. They have like a hundred and ten dollar water pairing where it's water from around the world. I don't even get we it. We could sell an organ depending yeah, on I how mean, much how much organs are going for now online. Or a kid. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I kinda like mine. Yeah. I kinda like <laughs> yours too. Yeah, I do too. Uh but, yeah, so number one, Topolinos. Do you have anything left on your honorable mention? Um, Chef Mickey's and the food is not great, but it's a special one for us because the kids were really young and it was their first character breakfast. It's fun. The food is not fantastic. I know you've done it too. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. It, it, uh, if you have younger kids who really don't care about food and Nick's kids really do, and you want to meet a lot of characters and get a lot of photos, that's a great opportunity. And that is at the uh, Contemporary. Yeah, some of the and, food's okay, but it's not great. And, and honestly, too, like where you're eating, you're eating in kind of the open A-frame part of the contemporary. So, yeah. like, even though it's kind of it's sort of dated, it looks kind of '90s cartoon in there a little bit. But looking up and just seeing the monorail is really cool and kind of a fun experience. Yeah. It's a good way to start the day. And the other one I put on my list just because, again, it was fun. My son, this is one of his favorite places to eat. He still talks about how much he loved his turkey sandwich. So he got a turkey sandwich. I'll tell you in a second where. He ordered this turkey sandwich on gluten-free bread, but it wasn't thinly sliced turkey like deli meat. Yeah. It was like it's a, a, a chunk of a you know Thanksgiving It's turkey. like what you do after Thanksgiving. Yeah. He loved it, and that's Be Our Guest. And that's you know the Beauty and the Beast restaurant. So we had it for lunch, and Nick and I were talking about this, and I asked him, I said, does Be Our Guest count? And I said, well, yeah. We sat down, and we ordered, and it's prefix now. Because uh, we ordered it, off so the menu. Been, well, that was because you ordered at lunch, and back then okay. lunch was quick service. Gotcha. It used to be lunch and breakfast were quick service, while dinner was the prefix. Then, so does it? It counts then, as table service. I mean, I would call it table service light. Okay. Um, I just don't want to come across like. Yeah, it's not. It, it is and it isn't. Like, and now that doesn't even exist. Now for lunch, you have to do the prefix. Okay. So and the environment in there, like if you have Beauty and the Beast fans, you have young kids who are a fan of that movie, you can sit in, I think, three different rooms. We were in the main ballroom, but there's also the library and I forgot what the other one is. The library, the and main the, ballroom, and then, and then the, the Enchanted, Rose, Enchanted room. Rose room. Okay. Yep. All are really cool. And we yeah. were just in the main room. If you have awesome. kids, If you have kids who are scared of lightning and thunder do like ask not to be in the enchanted rose right room. and they do that throughout the meal the beast will walk through it's right. very cool um my only honorable mention left would be storybook dining okay um over at uh wilderness lodge that was um, snow white snow white the queen seven, uh snow white and then grumpy dopey and the the queen don't call her the evil queen especially with an earshot oh geez that'll be problematic so yeah, so that that's my only honorable mention. But this has been fun. This was a fun one um, because we really, really, truly um, enjoy doing dining when I'm going. And I know that this is not necessarily your jam. Yeah, but, but it's going with you and doing these experiences let me know, hey, this is really fun. So 
people listening who may have just, you know, they do, I don't know, the Pecos Bills, which is great. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's great food. But if you're just somebody who's doing, you know, quick service here and there, you know, maybe this is going to entice some more people to try it out. And I realize it's more expensive, but. And if you, but you can also be smart about it. You can go and, and get an appetizer or two to share with the table um, you know, there's, there's plenty of places like you people, I know people who go to Sanaa, which is over at animal kingdom, which I haven't eaten at, which is why it's not on my list. That's at, at the resort. Not that's to- at animal, at animal kingdom lodge at the, uh, at Kadani village. Okay. So it's the DVC part. I know people who go there just to get the bread service. They'll order the bread service and, with all the different dipping. Yeah. All the different African dips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what they'll get. So it, nobody says you can't go in there and eat on the cheap too. They're, some of the best burgers on property are at these restaurants that charge $55 for a steak. Um, so, yeah, that's that's um, that's our list. I certainly have some dishonorable mentions, but we won't get into it <laughs> uh, because I don't want to bring the, bring the mood down. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it on a future Patreon episode. Uh, but it's a great, big, beautiful hold tomorrow. Hold on, hold All on. Right. I want to start with a fun that has to do with a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Okay. Quick, funny story. Okay. So the other day, um, Nick and I are both teachers, and Nick's running this meeting. Oh. And he's up standing. <laughs> Nick is standing and, you know, talking to all the people in the meeting and, and wraps up the meeting. And in my mind, since we're wrapping up, I go, I, I would love it if he says it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. So he finishes the meeting and, yeah. and kind of walks over to where I am, and I go, well, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> and he starts laughing. I said, I was really hoping you were going to end the, yeah. the meeting because whenever we formally end something, that's how yeah, we end it now. That's funny. Anyway, so yeah. I interrupted you for a reason for that one. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, so uh, you can hit it now. All right. <laughs> it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.